Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another edition of the DGA2 Podcast. I'm your boy Rob Diggy, or also known as at the real Rob Diggy um, on Instagram. Now, this episode is special. This is what's called the People's Choice episode. And what we did with the People's Choice is just that. We did a poll online, and when we got down to the eaches of who we should slide in for this season. There was a couple of artists that were at the kind of at the end of it. We did a poll. The people spoke and they chose the West Coast legend. That is the game. So that is where we are going. We're taking a trip out to California to talk about the game. Uh, he has been selected by the people for this episode. So game, if you ever see this man, the people love you. They still want to hear about you. And we're going to discuss this particular episode about his contributions to hip hop. And we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the game. So I can't uh, wait to get into this. So uh, my special guest is making his third appearance on the platform all of this season too. It seems like I can't get rid of this brother, but he wants to come back. He is our hip hop connoisseur. He has an album out, right? Well, actually, hold up. Let me back up. He doesn't have an album. He has an EP out right now, and it is called Curse of a Genius. And when you guys get a chance to listen to Curse of a Genius, it, you're, it's going to take you back into like a time machine, thinking about um, what hip-hop is supposed to sound like. And we talked about this on the last time he was on the show uh, and with him as upcoming projects. So shout out to his team, his movement. And, and I'm going to bring him in for you all. So... You already know what the vibe is. You already know what it is. It's your boy in the building, Mr. Chuck Platinum in the building. Chuck, go ahead and talk to the folks, man. What's good, dog? What's up? What's up, man? Chuck Platinum in the building, man. Overcame billionaires, death rows, brotherhood, BACG. We in the building, man. 2021 All-Star Music Award Producer of the Year. Recent winner. You know, we doing our thing and... um. You know, I'm back again, man. You know, I can't, I can't, I, I love it, man. I, I might have to be back next episode too, man. I'm, I'm taking over everything, man. <laughs> I it's might have be, to be your co-host. <laughs> it's going to be like Chuck and Rob all season, it looks like, man. You know, it's, 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 it's cool because we, we, when you do things that you love to do, it don't feel like work. You know what I mean? When That's you talk about stuff that you love wholeheartedly, like the topic of hip hop, um, you being uh, an artist yourself, a producer in the industry, me being a podcaster, being an objective point of view. Uh, when those things, two things collide, you can make magic like we've been doing every time you get on here, man. So mad love to you, Chuck. Thank you for spending time on a Saturday. Um, and we're going to talk about the game. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the People's Choice episode. This is what you all wanted. So we're going to deliver it to you. So without further ado, let's jump into some of the accolades that the game has. So we're going to stay on the positive side of the game. When you read about the game, he's one of those hip hop artists that either you love him or you hate him. Whichever side of the coin that you're on, he just kind of has that personality. Uh, but on top of that, um, he has two Ozone Awards. We're going to focus on the documentary, which was released in January of 2005, uh, which was five times platinum when he was with the G Unit. Uh, the, the whole album is a run, I, I would say. Uh, West Side Story, Dreams, Hater or Love It. Take You Higher, How We Do, Running With Tony Yayo. Like, the whole album is a run. It, to me, it is a West Coast classic or should be considered as. Uh, and then what he did, he had some beef within the camp. 
left out, went on his own, and created a nearly perfect album called The Doctor's Advocate, which was released in November of 2006. Now, on that album, he has, uh, it starts out with the shit, uh, It's Okay, One Blood, Remedy, Let's Ride, Wouldn't Get Far, uh, which is one of my favorite music videos because Kanye West produced a song and Kanye West has like the hoodie and he unzips the hoodie over his face and then you see his full face. So like it's kind of one of those crazy things Kanye used to do. Uh, one Night, Doctor's Advocate, which was paying homage to Doctor's Ray featuring Busta Rhymes. Uh, three times platinum, four and a half mics from the source. And then in August of 2008, uh, he released LAX. LAX, I think, was probably one of his more introspective albums. He personally said... Um, on the record, he didn't really like LAX. I personally like LAX, but some of the tracks that I picked out was the intro and the outro. And the reason why I'm bringing the intro and the outro up is because if you all go back and listen to that, the intro and the outro is a invocation by the late, great Earl Simmons, AKA DMX. So if you all go back and listen to that intro and the outro, DMX does both sides of the albums, kicking it off and ending it off. LAX Files, Bulletproof Diaries featuring uh, Raekwon the Chef, My Life featuring Lil Wayne, Angel featuring Common, produced by Kanye West, uh, Never Can Say Goodbye, uh, which was a dedication to Big Pac and Easy e uh, and Games Plan, which everybody knows featuring Keisha Cole, and The Letter to the King. Now, The Letter to the King is another significant track that I picked off the album because that is a letter he would pen to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he was also joined on the track by Nas. To me, that is an awesome, awesome um, way of depicting life and art. And he did a beautiful job of mixing those two together on that particular album. So that is the premise, ladies and gentlemen, of our People's Choice episode, The Game. And uh, the first question that I have for our hip-hop connoisseur, Mr. Chuck Platinum, award-winning, as he uh, recognizes uh, now. Uh, he's award-winning uh, producer, MC, artist, and just an overall good dude, man. So uh, my first question, Chuck, is when we think about The Game, um, and his significance to hip hop during the 2000s. Uh, what do you think was his claim to fame? Like, how do you think that he um, earned his stripes in a, in, a, in a sense? How did he come literally, like, out of not literally out of nowhere, but what was what do you think his backstory is? Yeah. Like, what do you feel his backstory or significance to hip hop is? I, I think um, the 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 biggest thing was the Dr. Dre co-signer. You know what mm. I'm saying? He was like after after. Uh, you know, Dre broke M, you know what I'm saying? Dre broke 50. Um, just kind of like, you know, I remember in 05, you know, when when How We Do first dropped. Um, I I kind of, I like the beat kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was like, yo, who's the dude? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. You know, but he was, he was, he was rolling with it at the time. So I think the fact that the cosigns, you know what I'm saying? Like the cosigns were 50, Dre, you know what I'm saying? Like they was on board. So it was like, all right, he definitely got that listen. And if you remember at the time, like they was really like, they really was pushing them crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like game, who's the game, you know? So I think his buzz just being around the company that he was with um, definitely, definitely helped him but then when he when you hear the album when you actually heard the documentary like then you was like oh, okay this is why dr dre signed this is this is who you know the game is you know what i'm saying like i didn't honestly i didn't get that from how we do when i heard how he i was like all right this is this is cool this is not one of my favorite i didn't even know dre did the beat 
Yeah. Because it didn't sound like a typical Dr. Dre beat. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's cool. Then when I saw the video, I liked it. But when I heard the documentary, the album, then I was like, oh, okay, all right, this is this is this is fire. This is this is what it is right here. So yeah, I, I would say his claim to fame was who he was affiliated with at the time. I, I would agree. Um, and then I'm gonna add on top of that, you know, he did uh, the mixtape game for a little bit. You know, he made some some buzz in in the, in the neighborhood. He's from Compton, you know what I mean. Uh, but right. what's what is to me what makes the game unique. And I want to hear your perspective on this, Chuck, is mm -hmm. he, to me, and this is going to sound a little crazy. I think he mentioned this in one of his songs on the album that he has uh, the heart of an MC from Queens, but he's from Compton. And I think that is exactly what you get from the game. Right. Like he doesn't right. sound like when you hear him rhyme, you don't, you know, he doesn't sound like a West Coast lyricist. Not, not like at somebody all. from the East Coast, you know what I mean? So. Right. That's How do you feel about that? Like him having a soul of somebody from the East Coast, but comes, but it's from Compton. Like I, I think that's yeah. an, it's an anomaly. So what do you think about that? Yeah, Chuck? I, I feel like I feel like he it was it was heavily influenced. You know what I'm saying? Like you know you you obviously he's definitely influenced by his his side. You know what I'm saying? But equally, I think equally he was inspired. You know what I'm saying by you know, the hip hop greats on, on, on the East coast as well. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can hear it on a lot in his cadence. You can hear it a lot. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really sound like a West coast person till he speak. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then when he, yeah. when he speaks, you could tell he's straight up from LA, but yeah. when he starts reciting his music and, and he, you see the, the beat selections, you know, that's one thing I love about the game too. His beat selection is stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nearly flawless. Like that's what I love about his albums the most is his ear for production is crazy. So I think the influences from, you know, from the East side, you know, was definitely put in there. And he he got bar work because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I liked about Nip too. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that you know Nip 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 didn't sound West Coast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think those are the artists from the West Coast that really kind of make it and kind of cross over to the East Side. That's I think that's what we loved about Game the most on the East Coast is the fact that he had that bar work and and he was working with you know he did that joint with Certified Gangsters with Dipset. You know what I'm saying? Like you know he was putting in work. You know what I'm saying? So he was all always over here showing love to the East Coast. So. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and he gets respect from and 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 then he gets so much respect from the East Coast that he's getting a a a podcast episode about him from a brother from the Bronx and a brother from Atlanta, Georgia. So that's how much respect he's gained in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like right. if you think about if you want to think of it from 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 that perspective, you know what I right. mean? We're talking about the game, and neither one of us are from LA, and we're talking about the game. You know what I mean? Like how crazy is that, right? You know what I mean? Right. Right. That's, That's how much fact. respect he's gained in our eyes and in the eyes. Of, and then, you know, when you think about it, Chuck, during the mid 2000s, game was hot, man. Like he had the, the right. when you look at the albums that he dropped in the 2000s, he had the best producers in the, in music. Like Kanye West was on all three. Kanye West was hot himself as an MC, a right. rising star. Uh, we'll get to Kanye in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to get to talk about Kanye uh, because Kanye really, really shaped and molded the sound, how we listen to hip hop. Uh, but I like when you couldn't, uh, on the song, couldn't get far. 
when he produced that track, you know, he comes in there and, and like, if you remember the video, Chuck, like Kanye was, uh, he kind of wilding out and they were, what they were talking about is like all the different women in different videos and, and, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff, you know, kind of playing around with it a little bit, I think, which is clever, but the sampling, the way that that song sounds and you're like, yo, like, mm -hmm. it's so soulful, man. Kanye brought soul back. And I think that to your point, the way that game capitalizes on his lyricism is selecting the right beats. And he does a masterful job at selecting the right beat to his cadence. And I don't consider him one of our best lyricists game. I'm sorry if you watch this, brother. I don't think you're top tier when it comes to lyricism. However, nah, I don't think so either. he makes up for it for his creativity. And that's why I think that the, the creativity is what makes up for it. So he, like I said, he's a, he's an East Coast cat living on the West Coast, which is really, really rare. We rarely ever seen anything like that in hip hop before, uh, before the game uh, came around. You know what I mean? So out of those albums, Chuck, when we're going back to the 2000s, you mentioned how you felt when you first heard uh, How We Do, um, and then, you know, he left, uh, you know, the G Unit, made The Doctor's Advocate, which was a nearly perfect album. Um, so out of the three albums that you, uh, that we're talking about today, which one do you find yourself going back to, or what track that the game created that you find yourself going back to and replaying every now and again? Um, he got a few but like the one of my favorite songs is like the documentary is my my joint you know what i'm saying right. like doc, documentary i think like i all all three of those albums is fire like doc doctor's advocate is just as fire if if for me even if not a little bit more but yeah. i think it's always that hungry album you know what i'm saying so for me one of my favorite joints is dreams yeah you know what i'm saying um it's just the way that Kanye put that beat together and like listening to listening to Gaines perspective on that joint. Yeah. Um that that's what really made me a fan. Like, oh, okay, this was I could I could go back to 05 when I first heard that and right. was like, yeah, this joint is fire. LAX, I liked LAX. It was it was a good album, but by then, like I was kind of like, you know, I wasn't really on my game you know heavy on him like i've always listened to all his albums because he's he is dope yeah. but out of the three i would say the documentary because he was the most hungriest on the album like you could hear he had you know it's always that first one you got something to prove and that yeah. that that to me was my my favorite and working with dr dre you could tell you know he he took a little time to mold him and shape him into what he was at that moment Word, word. And and then um, when you read articles about the game, uh, to coin, to, just to reemphasize your point, that's why I love messing with Chuck, because Chuck is a hip-hop connoisseur, man. Like, when you hear and read articles about the game, some of the albums that he studied was Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z's right. first album, Illmatic, you know, Nas's first album, you know what I mean? Like, those are things that he's kind of studied and watched and looked, you know what I'm saying, and was like, okay, well, I don't want to emulate them, but I want them to be a part. And that's why I say when you hear the game, his music, you hear a lot about him paying homage to the homies uh, that blaze the trail for him. You know, so I, I think it's, I think he's he's a he's a dope MC. I think he has a a, a great ear for music. And I like 1992. Mm -hmm. 1992, I think, came out in the mid-2000s, 20-teens. Like, I know it's outside yeah, the scope, you, you guys. That, I know it's outside man, the scope. 19, yeah, 1992. But that, but, yo, that's my shit, though, man. <laughs> That was, was a fire. Now that was a fire album. That was a fire album. It was. It was. It was, man. 
It was when I when I hear when I heard 1992, and I know I know you guys. It's outside of our scope. You know, we're not talking about 1992. 1992, I think, came out in 2016, 2017, around that era. Mm-hmm. But man, that was that was a dope album, man. So shout out to mm-hmm. the game for that album, man, because he, he he definitely put it back on the map. Um, but then I want to talk about next, uh, real quick, Chuck, is game significance to the West Coast. Now, when you think about mm-hmm. the West Coast or West Coast hip hop music in the 2000s. Right. I don't remember a lot of West Coast influence in the 2000s. Now, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody that was actually hot, at least on the mainstream side, uh, outside of the game. But to me, do you think he was the reemergence of the West Coast? Like now he was able to. Now Snoop has always been Snoop. You know, right. Nate Dogg has always been Nate Dogg. He's on a couple of joints as well. Nah. On the but uh, do you feel he was the, the reemergence of the West Coast? Is he responsible yeah, be- for that? Yeah, because he, like, during that time, like, you was right. The West Coast emergence was in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? As we mm-hmm. know, the Snoops, the Nates, um, those those pillars. Yeah. And, 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 and those pillars have had to carry and still, still, to this day, have to carry the West Coast on their back. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, the West, the West Coast is like Houston, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got their own sound they got their own people they support their people you know what i'm saying so it's very few artists unfortunately because you got the dom kennedys you got the 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 um mch you got all of these ogs out there that's that's dope and then you know going into the future with nip and stuff like that but game basically was the you know, he was the West Coast at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was the face of the West Coast at that time. He was young. He was, he was that spitter. He had the look, you know, he had the gangster with him. Yeah. And I, I feel like even the OGs in that time frame, you know, the Snoops and all of them respected him for that. Cause he, you know, he was the first one that was trying to put the Crips and the Bloods together. You know what yep. I'm saying? And That's true. That's Things fact. like that. So, That's you fact. know, uh, yeah, man, uh, game was the West Coast at that time. You know what I'm saying? Especially in that era, that 2000 era, because the East was getting it back. You feel me? And yep. Atlanta, as you know, was killing it. You yep. know, but the East Side with Dipset and all of that was killing it. So yeah. that's why he was over on the East Side. You feel me? So. Yeah. Yeah, that he yeah. was the West. Yeah, to answer your question, yeah, he he he. To me, he was the West Coast at that time. Definitely yeah. during the during the two thousands, and 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 you you said something that resonated with me. Without to me, the, you think about the progression of West Coast hip hop. You know, you got you have the greats. You got Dre. You got Snoop. You got the Dog Pound. You got Warren G. You know, you got Death Row Records. You know, okay, we we get that. We solidified that in the nineties. Now, when you get to the two thousands, I don't. I can't remember um any of the any emerging west coast stars besides the game so when you put the game in there in the mid 2000s to me the game opened the door for nipsey he opened up the door for k dot he opened up the door for mm-hmm. he uh, did roddy rich who, who also from mm-hmm. from the west coast like all the, right. the new emerging uh west coast uh artists that came after him he opened up those mm-hmm. doors because those doors weren't available now when you think about that also, and we can talk about this a little deeper, I feel like we talk about this all day, man, and I'm not where my brain is going. Uh, right. When you think about um, MC, and, and you, we'll use K-Dot as an example. K-Dot does not sound like he's from the West Coast until, he he's, not, until he's not on the microphone, right? Then you're like, oh, right. shit, like he's actually from, but he's he's got such of a, a lyrical proudness that you think he would fit in, you know, with 
with Nas and Jay, like he has that kind of proudness and, and J. Cole, like I'd have put him in that top tier of MCs being from Compton. So you're like, whoa, whoa, like what's going on here? There's like a, like a, like a paradigm shift almost as if like, what's going on? Like it's like West Coast MCs are studying the game um, right. on how to uh, get in and break through, but you can, you can still be dope. You can still be uh, true to your craft and still represent your neighborhood. And I think that's a true example of what the game, that's what the game is. That's what he is. You know, he don't compromise where he's from. He, uh, he, get, he pays homage to those that paved the way before him. And he's got the production value, ladies and gentlemen, to back all that up. I mean, you look at any of his albums, especially those first three that we just mentioned in the 2000s. I mean, we're talking about the top tier, the, the best producers you can go out there and find. He had the Neptunes, Will I Am, Dr. Dre, um, Just Blaze. I mean, bro, come on. Right. What, 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 what are we talking about here, man? Like, this goes on. The list goes on, man. Like, I'm like, oh my God, how in the hell did he pull these producers off? And then he mm -hmm. leaves. You know, uh, the G Unit creates a Doctor's Advocate without the production of Doctor Dre and a nearly perfect album. So you're like, whoa, okay. So this guy, right. he's putting us on notice. So he he is for real. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think it's dope, man. And 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 so that's gonna bring us to our final thoughts, uh, Chuck. And when you think about the game and his significance to hip hop, um, if I were to, if I were to say, you know what, Chuck. Like I'm have a an up and coming artist, you know, that wants to, uh, you know, get into the game and they, and they, they they're, they're from the West Coast. They want to emulate something about the game. What are some of the attributes that the game has that you would tell that young artist? Hey, these are the things you need to study about the game to be successful. So what are some of the attributes that he has? So leave us give us some final thoughts about the game, brother. Um, The game's personality for me, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. game's personality, his personality is, um, he's just, he, he's a smart mother, he's a smart mother effort, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's very, very it's smart. Show, it's a good show, it's a good show, it's a good show. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> That's I was like, effort, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's a, uh, he's he's a dope, he, he's, he, his, he's real, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he real, like, he done been through some stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he put his pain into his music, you know, so I would tell I would tell a young brother that wanted to emulate, yo, be real. You know what I'm saying? Um, be proud of where you're from. You know what I'm saying? And and study, study outside of where you're from. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the game brought to the table. He was very ab. It was, excuse me. I'm speaking to him like he was pat, like he's past since <laughs> still, still here still with us. Well, well um, I, I understand he, you're talking about him in the context of the era. So that, I got right. you. I got you. Got yeah. You. So you know, at that, you know, he was, he was, um, he was just like it was the realness. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he was able to bring that West Coast to us in his eyes, but he still respected everybody else in the game, and you could tell that he was a, a super historian. I'll call him a fellow connoisseur as well. Right. Of the game, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I would say just you know get your get your cadence right. Make sure that you you know you 100% real with yours and represent where you from. And also, if you want to have that balance, make sure you study study the greats and sh stuff before you. You know what I'm saying? Word, man. Word. That's sound advice, my dude. Sound advice. And one of the things I want to leave you all with before we start wrapping things up is the game before he became the game. Uh, you know, he was heavy into the, the gang culture. The man got shot five times, was in a coma for three days, survived all that, and then turned his life around to go into music. So 
my my point with that is, you know, things can be dark, but if you if you can get through it, if you can push through, you can get to your dream. Just as uh, the game mentioned in one of his songs called "The Dream" or called "Dreams," which is on the first album, and he talks about that. Um, you know, before he became who he was. So if, if you're whatever you guys are going through, push through and you'll get there on the other side. So with that being right. said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to start wrapping things up and how we have been doing all through season four is paying homage to the life and memory of Breonna Taylor. Um, and what we're going to do, as we always have, put up your right fist in the air for me one time, Mr. Chuck Platinum. And I'm going to say justice for you will say Breonna Taylor. We're going to do that chant three times to keep our memory um, alive. And for all those that we have lost due to social injustice. So one time justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for Breonna Taylor. Mama, we love you. Um, thank you for continuing to watch over us and all of the others that we have lost through the social injustice in the United States of America. So with that being said, Chuck Platinum for the third time this season, my brother, my brother and my hip hop historian, my yes, connoisseur, sir. my ace, my good dude. What are or who are your shout outs going to this week, bro? Yeah, man. First and foremost, man, I want to shout out my family. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my mom, my dad, my whole family, my sisters, my kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely wanted to shout them out. I don't give them enough shout outs on what I do, man. So shout out to my family, my grandmother, my uncles, everybody who supports Chuck Platinum, who's a part of my brand on the, on the back end, man. And uh, of course, shout out to Defo's Records. Shout out to everybody at Novocaine. And, you know, I got to shout out my BACG brothers, man. Peace and love to y'all and everybody who supports the Chuck Platinum brand. You heard? Word, word. Tell grandma, uh, grandma and uncle to watch the show, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tell yeah. Tune in, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely will. Grandma, she's a little crazy with the YouTube and all that. I'm going to have to put on, but she support everything that I do, so I'll make sure she watches. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Yo, shout out, shout out. Yo, my shout out to Short Man, as always. Shout out to Chuck Platinum, award winning. You all support Chuck Platinum and that new album, man, Curse of Virginia's. Go out there, check it out. It's on all streams. Is, is it on all streaming platforms or just Apple? Everywhere. 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 Okay, so I'm gonna have a little thing. You guys are gonna see it pop up with the logo of the of the album pop up. So you all go out there and support Chuck. Go out there, connect with Chuck on social media. Uh, the brother is humble. He will respond to you the best he can when he ain't busy. Uh, if you're an independent artist, connect with Chuck Platinum as well because he's doing some things on the. You know, hey, look, I'm just telling you all. My my job is to plug you to the people that can get things done. Chuck Platinum is a major player in the independent game, so you might want to tap in with this guy i'm just saying all right so shout out to chuck platinum shout out to school again bino shout out to the whole uh whole, your whole crew shout out to chose uh gotta get one of those sweatshirts uh skrilla i'll be talking to you soon family uh gotta get me one of those man i gotta get me one of those sweatshirts um shout out to the game and his contributions to hip-hop um game if you ever see this brother we love you man and thank you for for your your creativity you bringing back the west coast putting the west coast on your back at a time when the West Coast was almost nearly forgotten about, and you really reemerged West Coast, and that's why the people wanted to hear about you and your story. So, so thank you, brother, for your contributions. Thank you to the Queen Jessica for putting together my wife, Miss Connect the Dots, uh, my queen, who I can't do anything without. Shout out to my kids, my grandkids. Shout out to my pop, my brother. Man, shout out to everybody, man. And there, what I'm gonna end this week on? Actually, we'll talk about next week first. Next week, we're going to go take a trip to Miami, Florida. 
where we get to talk about Mr. Rick Rose. Rick Rose, man. I cannot wait to talk about Rick Ross next week. That's what we got going on next week. But however, um, we have lost a fellow DGA2 family member uh, by the name of Damien Prudeau. Uh, and he was on our first season. He was on the NWA episode. So if you want to get a chance to go back and watch N the NWA episode for season one, uh, he was on there. But unfortunately, Damian lost his life to cancer on October 10th. And I want to dedicate this show to Damian, to his family, to his kids. Um, much love, brother. I, I love you so much. And I, I wish you were still I wish you were here to see where what you helped me start and where it's going you are a part of that story brother and i know you're watching over me and giving me guidance and pointing me in the right direction so thank you brother uh for your contributions and this week ladies and gentlemen we're gonna end today on a moment of silence for him his memory will live on i'll see you guys next week all right one double zero man y'all stay safe peace